Get ready, get ready. This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. And we got I'm not into making promises, um, and I think you'll find that out about me soon enough as well. I'm not. Uh, the promises I'll make are, are we're going to be competitive, and we're going to compete every day. And, and, and what I what I intend to do is it starts it starts today. It started yesterday when, when I accepted the job the day before. Uh, we're going to compete on a daily basis. I'm going to build this culture along with the people in this in this building to develop a daily standard of winning. Here's Brad the Bruiser Icord. And welcome to the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn flying solo with you here. Alex Jones out with a little case of laryngitis this evening. We wish him the best as we look for the best in our beloved Buffalo Bills as it's another offseason and another transition into a new head coaching regime. And it's been a little while since we've uh, had a chance to do the BuffaloDown.com podcast. It was pre-Festivus. Picked the Bills to go 2-0 against Miami and the Jets. That didn't happen. And here we are uh, in mid to late January talking about Buffalo bringing in another head coach. And it's been a pattern, you know, um, every two years since Chan Kaley's been let go. We're bringing in a new regime. Uh, Granted, Marone left, and Rex Ryan's let go after two years. And personally, I had nothing against Rex. I loved the hire at the time. I liked the attention he brought us. But as time went by, it turned to be the the wrong type of attention. But I think really it it took a left turn and led to the ultimate demise of Rex Ryan's career in Buffalo was that of the hiring of his brother, Rob. Rob has been what I would consider a poor defensive coordinator just about everywhere he's coached. Uh, start back in Cleveland, who was already terrible. But uh, major problems in Dallas didn't work out there. Uh, horrendous job in New Orleans. And then he comes on to be quality control. All right, let's face facts. He was the defensive coordinator. I heard something today. Dennis Thurman hadn't called defensive play since 2006. Thurman was nothing more than a title man. And, I mean, it, the the defense too many took too many steps back. Same conversation here. He, my friend, he pointed out that Buffalo's red zone defense just took a, a big step back as it did late in the season, and they were just firing at will. And a lot to blame on that was Rex Ryan. So, I mean... And not Rex Ryan, excuse me, Rob Ryan. So ultimately, it's very disappointing the way things down. I think Rex deserved another year, but something had to change, and it's it's too bad. We'll bring in Sean McDermott, a guy who uh, I've heard a lot of people say he's he's the anti-Rex Ryan, if you will, and I'm, I don't necessarily want to put that label on here, but... One thing he's not, he's not like Rex in the fact that he's not a player's coach. I think he's going to be more of a disciplinarian, but I don't think he'll be to the extent of being, you know, a dictator like Doug Marone was. I think we'll see something different. And I've been a Bills fan for a very, very long time, since the Super Bowl era. And 
we've seen glory before. We'll see glory again. I heard a caller on WGR a few months ago who was actually a Patriots fan and said, you know, Bills fans, I sympathize with you because we were in the same boat you were, and now look at us now. Change will happen. It's a changing of the, of the tide of the guard here. It'll happen. And at this point in my life as a Bills fan, I'm where I'm just simply rooting for. I don't care how we get it done. I don't care who, as long as we get it done. Get it done by getting to the playoffs. Get it done by challenging New England in the, in the division. Get it done by maybe winning in a playoff game or two. Super Bowl would be nice, but uh, let's let's do a little bit of baby steps here. Let's let's make the postseason at least at some point here. Haven't had a home playoff game since I believe a uh, wild card loss to Jacksonville. And then uh, back-to-back playoff losses to Miami, and then of course the Music City Miracle. So I mean, it's it's been painful. Even you know, as we saw the last gasp of the Super Bowl era die away, um, it's been rough to be a Bills fan. Even four Super Bowls in a row—they were all losses. It's tough. So yeah, I'm sure a lot of you probably share my sentiments. As you know. If you're an older Bills fan, and by older, I'm I'm, I'm young. I, you know, I was I was in third grade when they or fourth grade when they played that last Super Bowl against Dallas. Uh, but you know, I've been a fan of long enough here that I've seen glory, I've seen greatness, I've seen Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Cornelius Bennett and Andre Reid and Steve Tasker and Steve Christie and Kent Hull, and I could go on and on and on. I grew up in that era. But right now, you know, it gets tough. And I I wouldn't say I'd ever abandon my team here, but show me results. So let me compare it to the, the presidential election. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. People who maybe go to the left of the aisle here, I've heard a lot of them say, and by a lot I mean, you know, just folks on Facebook and what have you. They're saying, you know what? Trump is not who I voted for, he's not who I wanted, but, you know, I I just want him to do a good job and get it done. You know, I don't care if you did or did not want Sean McDermott, Um, you know, there didn't seem to be, was there nine names last time after Marone left for head coach? I think I only heard three candidates actually interviewed for the job, so that, you know, it's nice to see that they ran a little tighter in its search here. But, I, you know, at the end of the day, I, I just want him to get it done. I just want him to do a good job. That's what it comes down to. Is that so hard to ask? I mean, very, very simple wish here for Buffalo Bills fans. And I think so far he's surrounded himself with some good pieces. Uh, first point here is he did an excellent job of going in and hiring Leslie Frazier. A guy who, uh, if you remember, I think even uh, back to when uh, either before or after Chan Gailey uh, was rumored to be in the in the uh, mix for the Bills head coaching job, and um, he had a bad season to go out on in Minnesota, but I don't think he was a bad coach whatsoever. Like that hire a disciplined guy. Um, can't think of the uh, defensive line coach, but a disciplinarian there from uh, the Rams. Like that hire. Um, and then uh, just before I was getting ready to do the podcast, I uh, go to Buffalo uh, BuffaloBills.com and see that Rick Dennison 
has been hired as offensive coordinator, and it's interesting because we heard a variety of different names here. You know, Mike McCoy, well, he ends up going to Denver. And uh, Greg Olson, whom I wasn't thrilled about, and he's going to uh, the Rams. And then I hear uh, Alex Van Pelt last night, who was former Bills offensive coordinator, former Buffalo Bill quarterback. Now I hear the name Rick Dennison, and I know it's probably not a marquee name, that a lot of Bills are familiar with. Do we really need a big name for offensive coordinator? Do we really need someone that is a household name? Just like Sean McDermott, we need someone who can get it done. And this is a guy who was the offensive coordinator two years, uh, the last two years in Denver. And you can say, you know, dang, their offense wasn't very good. Well, I think it starts with a quarterback position, and that's a, it's a good segue coming up here. But, you know, you had a hobbled Peyton Manning. Um... This year, I mean, Simeon got hurt last time. You you have a, a rookie trying to play. It, it was tough. It all started with a quarterback position. Anderson didn't have a great year, so I, I wouldn't necessarily fault Dennison. He did the best with the tools he had available. But, um, you know, it starts with quarterback. And it's a good transition here to Tyrod Taylor. And make no mistake about it, I've said many a time on this very podcast about my love for Tyrod Taylor that I've enjoyed watching him play uh, since I saw him play in person when he was just a sophomore at Virginia Tech. He absolutely blew my mind. Um, The athleticism, the skill. But again, it goes back to the conversation I had with my friend today, and he brought up a good point here. Is that, you know, you'll see some of the best quarterbacks out there will stand back there and take hits. The Matt Ryans, the Aaron Rodgers, Tyrod Taylor, when he feels pressure... He starts scampering around, and before we know it, he's off to the races. And 500 yards, yes, that's not bad for a quarterback here, but wouldn't you see the ball get thrown down the field? You know, whatever you can do to make plays, if you can use your arm, if you can use your legs, but I didn't see nearly, you know, the rainbows we saw last year. Maybe that was, you know, the wide receiver position just a little bit hobbled this offseason. Maybe that's what it came down to. But ultimately... I'm not ready to move on from Tyrod Taylor until we know how are we going to address the quarterback position. So if we if we do decide to walk from Tyrod Taylor, cool. What do we have out there? Are we going to go trade for a veteran? Because I'm not putting the ball in uh, Cardo Jones' hands. Not that I have anything against the kid, but he's nowhere near ready. You know, maybe in a couple of years, but he is not ready. Heard the name Tony Romo mentioned? Absolutely not. I live in Dallas. I hear about Tony Romo all the time. Guy is so dang injury prone. I knew that the moment he came back this year, if he did, he'd probably get hurt. Luckily, he only came back for part of that uh, Week 17 finale there against Philadelphia. The guy is made of glass. And say what you want about Tony Romo. He's a good guy. Uh, living in Dallas, I can tell you, the people down here love him. But, you know, he's like a Kevin Cobb. And, you know, a much, much better Kevin Cobb. Maybe that's a bad analogy. But I don't think that he's someone that you, you send in here to take the job because Ole could take his minor injury and you have a rookie coming in. Granted, I say that when you see a rookie like Dak Prescott come in and have the kind of season he did. But we'll see. And by rookie, I don't mean Cardell Jones. Um, I think it's presumed that Buffalo would go towards the draft of a quarterback in the early rounds, maybe. If Deshaun Watson's on the board, Bills pick at nine, sure, go for it. That's who uh, Kuiper has. 
For some reason, I, I don't see him falling that far down. Cleveland just kind of rings my head here a little bit here. Maybe. But I don't know. If, if he were to fall, I'm not opposed at this point here. But they need to have a plan going forward here. And if, uh, if they want to walk from Tyrod Taylor... I hope they have something good in mind because I, I, I really think it would be a mistake to just let Tyrod walk away. Now, a rumor I've heard this offseason is Philip Rivers doesn't want to uh, move to Los Angeles, which, you know, I lived in San Diego. It's 90 minutes up the road. What do you freaking do? Regardless, he doesn't want to be there. Do we trade for a guy like Philip Rivers? At this point... And this might be a bad analogy too, but it's, I guess, somewhat relative from what they gave, is look at the Minnesota Vikings. They had a prominent quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater go out with a gruesome injury. They traded for Sam Bradford. And they gave up, you know, not a second or third round pick, a first round pick for a guy who, if Bridgewater comes back healthy, won't be starting this year. Do we really want to go out and risk our future. We already risked it when we trade for Sammy Watkins, a draft that was laden with wide receivers. Doug Whaley felt the need to trade up, and granted, when he plays, when he plays, Sammy Watkins is a very special wide receiver, but we need to see him out on the field, and especially this last season, his health was porous. So ultimately... If Doug Whaley wants to move on from Tyrod Taylor, that's fine. I want to know that he has a good contingent plan in mind. What are we going to do without Tyrod Taylor? We need to have something in place. More thoughts on the way. This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast. The Bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout it right now, baby. Come on, come on. Come on and shout. Yeah. Buffalo's happening now. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Okay, guys, where else would you rather be? This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones.
welcome back to the Buffalo Down Draft House podcast. Brad the Bridge Ride Corn Flying Solo. Alex Jones out with a little bit of laryngitis tonight. We do wish him the best as we look for the best we can envision here with the pieces we have available for the Buffalo Bills. And a lot of that hinges not just on what they decide to do with Tyrod Taylor, but free agency. Because the Buffalo Bills have a lot of guys set to hit the free agent market right now. As it stands, 25 unrestricted free agents for the Buffalo Bills. Top of the list here, Stephon Gilmore. Also includes E.J. Manuel, Percy Harvin, Corbin Bryant, Jordan Mills, Reggie Bush, Justin Hunter, Zach Brown, Robert Woods, Jerome Felton, Ramon Humber, Lorenzo Alexander, Ledger Duzable, James Igdehebo, Robert Blanton, Corey White, Colt Anderson, Lorente McRae, Brandon Tate, Brandon Spikes, Sergio Brown, Marquise Goodwin, Chris Gregg, and Jonathan Meeks. So I rattled off a whole bunch of names there. I'll throw this out on Twitter as well. Who do you bring back? Who do you want back for this Buffalo Bills team? Gilmore's going to command a lot of money. A lot of money. And for what he's probably going to ask, I don't think it's worth it, but I would put the franchise tag on him right now. Especially in the second half of the season, I really feel that he did come alive. He did lead the team in interceptions this year. Uh, I felt like it was a down year for Ronald Darby this year. Got beaten coverage a little bit. Had a couple balls that he clearly should have intercepted, and he showed the hands of stone that he displayed at Florida State. So, with the slumping Darby, I'm going to say let's let's keep Stephane Gilmore. Going down the line here, EJ Manuel. Now let him walk. That's Jets game. If anything is a testament of the NFL ability of a quarterback here, uh, look at that game by itself. This is year four. This is not year one, year two, year three. This is year four. EJ Manuel has been around some guys who've been in the league for a while. He's been with David Lee twice. He's had chances to learn. He looked atrocious. His mechanics looked off. He looked terrible. Let EJ walk. Fine. Percy Harvin on the list. I wouldn't tender him. Heck, he might even retire again, and we can pick him up midseason for nothing. That's fine. Jordan Mills is an interesting question at right tackle because I think we're a little thin there. Um, I'd probably re-sign Jordan Mills. Uh, Justin Hunter, very low contract. You could probably sign him too. The interesting one here is Lorenzo Alexander and Zach Brown. Both had great seasons. Zach Brown... I think for the most part, led the team in tackles. Lorenzo Alexander had an explosive season on the way to a Pro Pro Bowl, but let's remember, Alexander is 33. If he wants too much, let him walk. That's fine. We'll plug in somebody else. Guys that you absolutely need to bring back this year, uh, Robert Woods. Absolutely no doubt. Bring Robert Woods back. Um... Brandon Tate was decent this year, I think, as kick return, pump return. So I think you consider. Corey White uh, helped out the secondary at some points this year. I believe they plugged him in at safety a little bit. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, a guy I would let definitely walk. Um, 
better year for him, but overall, I think he still had a case of the injury bug. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about it more in depth. And uh, I was all prepared to have Alex join me in a last-minute call-in here due to uh, an illness, the poor guy. So, um, we're going to try to do another podcast in the near future so we can definitely talk draft, who's worth bringing back, and then what we need to target from there. I already said quarterback, and, you know, I, I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to say that Buffalo should consider looking at someone else at the quarterback position. I, I, I think that's that's clear in its, itself. My name is Brett the Bruiser Icorn. I'm sure you just love, you know, this uh, past 20 minutes we've spent together here tonight. But you can follow me on Twitter at Bills Bruiser. Mainly I stick to just posting podcasts, but if I ever decide to come out of my shell and you know, write a column here and there. And if, if you look at my history here, I have written columns on this site. But, uh, you know, I tend to stick to podcasting here. But hit me up on Twitter, at Bills Bruiser. Of course, follow us on Twitter as well. By us, I mean Buffalo Down, at Buffalo Down. You can like us on Facebook. Follow my boy, Alex Jones, as well, at Bills Draft Guru. And I say this every podcast. Leave your posts here. If you're listening... You probably clicked on this uh, through buffalodown.com. If you found us here on SoundCloud, go to buffalodown.com. Go to the buffalodown.com podcast. Leave your comments. What should the Bills do this offseason? What should they do with Tyrod Taylor? Your impressions on Sean McDermott. Your impressions on some of the coaching hires, whether it be uh, Leslie Frazier or uh, Rick Dennison. Want to hear your thoughts uh, so leave them right here at buffalodown.com. Like I said, follow me on Twitter at Bills Bruiser. Follow Alex Jones, who's not here tonight, at Bills Draft Guru. Follow our website here at Buffalodown. That's going to do it for an abbreviated solo edition of the buffalodown.com podcast. Go Bills! has been the buffalodown.com podcast part of the fan-sided sports network in our street media production